The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, hoop ball world, and welcome to Jared and Jared Supermax Show, a uh, salary cap fantasy basketball podcast. Uh, I am Jared Russo, and I'm here with Jared Ross King, and I'm about to blow his mind. Listener, get ready. Other Jared, are you familiar with a man we discussed last week named Jeremiah Robinson Earl? Yes, I am. I I am. I actually think we talked about him two weeks ago um, in the letters. Recently. Yeah, Isaiah Roby sent us a letter asking us who he is. It turns out he's a rookie who was drafted by the Knicks and then traded to Oklahoma City. Wow. How does it make you feel? I could care less. See, there was a lot of guys taken in the draft who were taken either by New York or like his rights were traded away. Like we kept moving backwards and it pissed me off. Um, no idea if that'll come back to bite us. Uh, we have a guy named Sims and Grimes. I don't think they're anything special, but we're here to talk about the good rookies. We're here to do the age-old uh, basketball podcast uh, trope, the thing you lean on when you're out of ideas. Just redraft. Just redraft the rookies. Just talk about the rookies, except for rookies are more important in salary cap leagues. They're like the backbone. They're like the, the lottery tickets you have to purchase in order to win because they're so cheap. Uh, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Uh, I mean, I'm ready for this podcast. Uh, you know, my uh, the I'm still glowing in a Braves World Series win. The Bucks found a way to lose a game in Washington. And the Magic are the Magic. So that's how I am in a sports uh, nutshell. How are you doing? I saw Ricky Rubio score 37 on my Knicks at home in – the garden, uh, not TD garden, MSG, the world's most famous mm-hmm. arena. Uh, I went live, uh, shared all the, the photos and videos with my friends and, uh, yeah, Ricky Rubio didn't miss that. He, he, every single time he touched the ball, I was like, he better not shoot. He can't shoot. And then he just went in. Yeah. He had a great game. Mobley had a great game too. Um, that night that you went, I forget what night that was. I remember Mobley having a, uh, a really good game. We'll get to, We'll get to Evan Mobley here in a minute. Oh, um, we're going my, to. My favorite, my favorite moments of your sharing all the pictures and moments was you you did like a dump where you sent like a, a ton of them at once. And my only response was, so did you go to a game or something? Yeah, it was pretty good. That was pretty funny. Um, I, just, I just enjoyed being a sarcastic jerk like that sometimes. Taco Fall um, was very tall and the crowd was Taco chanting Fall, for him to, to dunk and he wouldn't dunk. So we booed him. Taco Fall is... You look at him on TV and you're like, that is a tall dude. But what you forget is even like me, I'm 6'4". And I'm like below average height if I was in the NBA. You're a tall he's boy. A, he's, a, he's a full foot and two inches taller than I am. So it, yeah. it's, it just it gets ridiculous. Uh, speaking of going to games, uh, Magic Hawks tomorrow night, I'll be there for them. So Give us a live uh, report like I did I'll, with my Knicks. I will, get, I will be sending live reports, live updates. And then we can talk about it on the next podcast. Love it. Um, I like that you're the one sending live reports, even though I'm the one with the uh, graduate degree in journalism. Um, Oh, fun fact. The crowd really got energized when Emmanuel quickly was like sinking three. So like 
catch, you know, like, like diminish the lead. Um, like the garden was buzzing, but then like, we all kind of knew deep down that like Ricky Rubio was just going to keep hitting shots because we don't have anyone to guard him because our guards are Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier and Derek Rose. Not a great defensive yeah. unit. So yeah, no, it's, it's not, it's not the best defensive unit, but no. Hey, you, you, I mean, you got to see a really good show by, by Rubio and Mobley. So mm-hmm. At least there's that. Yeah, I got to see RJ Barrett disappoint. He's having like on and off awful games. I don't know what's going on. He yeah, was supposed he, to take the leap. Well, I nah. felt like he was doing that for for quite a while last season, and then he towards the end of the season tapered off a bit. And you know, we kind of figured, okay, this this year as we come into the new season, he'll he'll take that next leap, like you just said, and it just hasn't happened yet. No, it's it's very bizarre. Um, but we're here to talk about someone who I saw live in person. Really well, skinny. Like, well, hang what? on. Let's we got We got to make sure everybody knows what we're doing here first. They've read the title. They've read it. Well, look. In case they know it's a rookie we, redraft. It's a rookie redraft. Just in case they don't know. No, I mentioned that already. Okay. Well, I'm just saying in case every they podcast don't. does it. So, so are we? To clear this up, so they know at home, are we each going to do a pick and alternate, or are we going to? Yeah, we're going to we're going to alternate picks. I have the first pick because I came up with the idea, oh and I'm the host. And uh, I'm going to go with Evan Mobley, number one. And yeah, that's who I was going to. I yeah, I saw him in person. He's very skinny, but he knows what the hell he's doing. Um, guy's a pro already, and it's I don't know what are we we're like a month into the season, even a little less we're, than a, we're month. a month later. This week will be a month. It's it's surprising to me with Evan Mobley. I you know watched him. I believe it was USC, if I'm correctly, where he played. Yep. Um, he he looked like a guy who had a. I mean, obviously had a future in the NBA, but NBA ready this quick and being this dominant in games this quick, I would not have seen coming. Um, I, I, I straight up did not see it coming at all. Um, so for him to be playing as well as he is this far into the season, this this short of a time into his career, uh, it bodes well for the future for him and for the present. I have a hot take. I think he might, for salary cap leagues, I think he might be like a first, second round guy, like just plug and play perennial. No, like Knowing, knowing what him, we know don't now. Don't think about it. Yeah. yeah know, knowing what we know now, um, I'm I'm very happy with with my first round pick of Lamelo Ball so far. I'm actually happy with my second round pick of John Morant so far. But if one of if John Morant's not there in the second round, and knowing why I know now Evan Mobley's there, I'm going to probably jump at Evan Mobley. Yeah, you can. Um, I'm not sure you can win your 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 draft in the first few rounds, but you can most certainly lose them. And uh, I. I People knew he was going to be good. Maybe not this good because Cleveland is such like has been a, such a, a a garbage fire, just like a total train wreck for so long that the fact that like they're pretty stable with like pretty good pieces that like ironically fit together, and he's had such like a dominating presence. Um, again, seeing him in person, he's so skinny. Like it boggles my mind, but like he just he fits, man. He he he's a vet already, and. 15 points, eight rebounds, two assists, a steal, and like 1.5 blocks a game, and he like doesn't turn the ball over. Like, you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, he's insane. And he's I had insane. a I had a yeah. gut feeling. I like I wanted to pick him up 
when when the waiver wire opened and like I didn't and I, I I'm going to regret that basically the entire year because my season's basically over. It's not even a month into the season. My fantasy season's over for salary cap leagues. Yeah, so now I'm, yeah I'm done. So I'm dedicating yeah, myself yeah. to this podcast and you should be dedicating yourself to winning listener and you Jared Rosking because you I, haven't played that many games. We're doing like a roto games play kind of thing. Uh, you haven't even played that many games and you're like still in it. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing is, and we're a quick sidetrack from the rookie draft. It's, it's tough. Cause I like the guys I have. So in order to be able to play more games, you have to basically drop players at them and just keep kind of doing that over and over and over. And I don't, I'm not finding a lot of guys that I'm like, you know what? I'm cool dropping uh, Jason Tatum to, to play Bradley Beal tonight. Um, because one, Jason Tatum's probably gonna be gone. Two, I just like Jason Tatum more. If I'm gonna keep one of those guys in my roster, it's gonna be Jason Tatum. I mean, that's super um, hypothetical because Bradley Bill's like hurt, but like someone right, like right. That. that is a hypothetical, yeah. right? I was thinking of yeah. two guys, two two all stars who have similar contracts. One who's on my team and one guy who, who if he's playing, I like. But that was the example. Um, all right, so pick number two. Pick number yeah. two. Um, almost. I mean, so back in. Uh, what month was the draft this year? It was August, correct? That sounds it, it, that sounds right. It, it's it's all thrown off because you know everything started late because of COVID, all that stuff. But everything um, going forward is going to be on time, correct? Uh, so we we'll back to late June drafts. Um, for for me, this guy almost went to my team, the Orlando Magic, and then at the last second, the Toronto Raptors took him, and that's Scotty Barnes. Uh, I'm shocked with how well he's played because I don't think any of us saw this coming. Um, coming out of the draft, there were a lot of issues with his, his shots and would he be able to, to, um, just, you know, score points on a regular basis. That was the big concern. It was more of a defensive presence that he was going to bring. And, you know, we're a month into the season. He's averaging almost 17 points a game. Um, he's pulling down eight rebounds. He's really impressive on, uh, on this Toronto team that I don't think is going to really go anywhere this season. But he's playing very well. His stats are actually mostly better than Mobley, with the exception of turnovers and blocks. Mm -hmm. But yeah, eye test wise, that's another guy who looks like he's been playing for a few years and he knows what he's doing. Like a lot of rookies, like some of the top draft picks, who we'll be getting to later who fell in our redraft they don't look like they know what they're doing. They look like rookies. They look like they are still getting a handle on things. And Mobley and Barnes look like, like they signed big deals and they're just like tough guys. Like, yeah, no, we we're here. We're professionals. We show up. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a hundred percent the case. Uh, I think, I think right now, and you can disagree. I mean, I think Mobley and Barnes as of this moment have kind of, set themselves in a separate class from the rest of the rookies. Yeah. I think sure. Mobley's Mobley's probably really in his own class. And then Barnes is in his own class. There's a tier one. That's just Mobley right now to me. Tier it's two. Like a 1A, Barnes. 1B. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we get into the next uh, on my list, the next four guys. Eh, don't spoil. The don't same spoil. group. Okay. okay. Sorry. No, okay. Don't let's not name names. It's not like the audience knows gonna who we're going to go with. I wasn't going to name them. Yeah, okay. I wasn't going to name names yet. Um, uh, but yeah, um, Scotty Barnes number two. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. See, the Raptors are another team that were confusing because like it was also kind of like a weird mess, and no one quite knew who was going to start, and everyone was like so preoccupied with like Precious Achua and like Chris Boucher yeah. and like yeah. Ken Birch. Um, 
and like the Pascal Siakam injury that like the surprise was like, holy smokes, like Scotty Barnes, like it's a grown man. His first name is Scotty. No, he's yeah. a grown ass dude. That is Scott Barnes. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, those are the top two picks. If you were to just luckily go, oh, a salary cap league draft, the top rookies are going off the board quickly. I guess I'll grab Scotty Barnes. You like secretly won. And I'm yeah, not sure if there's 100%. any person on planet Earth who like pencil that in as being something well, you could predict. And correct me if I'm wrong. They don't have luck. our draft order in front of us from this season. Our, our you want me to bring league. it up? Uh, I mean, if you want, but I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain the first three rookies off the board were Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Jalen Suggs in that order. I don't think Mobley was actually drafted, if I remember correctly. Mobley was not. I was and thinking I about think it. I didn't have either. the room. All right, here it is. Cade Cunningham went in the second round. Like, bottom of the second, so like the 16th pick overall. I took Jalen Green on the third, fourth round turn. And where did Suggs go? Oh, no, Suggs was taken before that. No, Suggs was, yeah, taken right before that. Oh, was he? Yeah, in the third round. And then these two guys who were, these two guys who were basically right now the standout rookies weren't even taken in our league. And I'm wondering, like, how many redraft leagues they weren't taken at all. Because you think about guys who are currently on our waiver wire. There's Steph Curry, there's LeBron, um, you know, all these like high priced veterans. They're going to be all be gone in redraft leagues. They're all taken in, in, in standard redraft leagues. So, you know, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes probably weren't drafted in the majority of leagues. Having a really quick trigger finger on waiver wire ads, like based off on like the first game or two, or just like premonition. Um, in the case that I told someone in our league, Professor John, I was like, hey, you should pick up Evan Mobley. I have a good feeling about him. Like that might just win you the league, which is like really stupid to say, but like lucky drafting and just like key additions off the waiver wire, like early on, yeah. could like really set you up. Scotty Barnes was taken in the 10th round. He went number 89 in our draft. And then uh, the guy who I'm going to take next, third in our redraft, Josh Giddy. He went 98 at the uh, bottom of the 11th round. I'm watching okay. Seinfeld with my girlfriend, and she loves Kramer. And Kramer has this like phrase where he likes to give a little thumbs up and go, Ooh, giddy up. And I always think of Josh Giddy every time he says that. Um, Josh Giddy is somehow the second best player on the Oklahoma City Thunder already. Right, right now, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Shea and then him right now. And then it's like a, a, a wasteland, just a landfill of, of trash. Um, he's putting up. Nine and a half points a game, which like compared to like Barnes and Mobley, you're like, really? But that's it. Yeah. Six and a half rebounds, 6.1 assists. Woo! Chef's kiss. 1.3 steals, uh, half a block a game. Good for him. Uh, a lot of turnover, a lot of turnovers, like almost as mm-hmm. much as like the really disappointing guards who we're going to get to later. Uh, yeah. who are averaging like high threes, like cheese, Louise. That's a killer. Uh, rookie stuff, and he doesn't seem like a rookie. Um, and again, it was so funny. Like, all this draft coverage, like, it gets so samey about like who goes where and what they'll be. And then you start playing games, and it's just like, oh, I guess Oklahoma City couldn't get all these dudes who people coveted. And then it turns out they got like the most competent guard so far. Like, right, 100%. Just 
so bizarre. I don't know. So maybe yeah, it's shape I mean, making him better, and maybe it's because there's no one else on the team, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know. If you had told me uh, before the season started that a month in, out of Kate Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, and Josh Giddy, Giddy would be the one performing the best. Like, uh, I, well I would actually. I, I would give you uh, some some addresses and numbers to some psychiatric wards so you can get some help. Um, yeah. And and clearly, you know, it has turned out this way where he is the best guy at this point. Um, I mean, it's tough to to say it would be. It's you can't say that there's no hope for Suggs. There's no hope for Green. There's no hope, hope for Cunningham. It's just they've gotten off to slow starts as of right now. No, they haven't gotten off to slow the starts. They've gotten off to rough starts. It's going to take an entire nice. season. And then you're going to have to basically play Russian roulette with them next year where you start doing a draft and you're going to be like, which of these guys are, is going to break out of their funk the soonest because yeah, there are so much of the focal points of their teams who have close to no talent on the rosters. And they're like, so supposed to be the saviors. And right now mm-hmm. you look at these turnover numbers and you're just like, nah, you need to get that ironed out. Like you need to like figure some stuff out. Cause like, you're not helping anyone like you're actively helping your team lose every night. And that sucks, but you have, you have to take these rookies and, and salary cap leagues. You just have to, um, yeah, which is, which is so bizarre. Cause like, I don't know if you listen to uh hoop ball fantasy today, whatever Dan Bespris is like godmother podcast is the, the OG hoop ball podcast. He doesn't talk about rookies. He doesn't draft rookies. He doesn't think about rookies because you need to like be consistent with like categories and like shooting percentages and like turnover numbers. And so he always does this joke where he like doesn't remember the rookies' names until like they become like second year guys. And I find that so fascinating that like we're the total opposite in that like you have to be so invested. And yeah. a bunch of people probably got burned um, taking taking those like top guards who we're gonna get to later. So I went, okay, so at Mobley one, Barnes two, Giddy three. So you're up next with four. Who would you take yeah, in a redraft? In a redraft right now, and you might be like, this is a homer pick, but it's Franz Wagner for me. Franz Wagner, uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked with how well he's played so far this season um, for those keeping score at home. He's averaging 13 points right now. He's averaging uh, almost four rebounds, two assists. Uh, and only one turnover, shooting well from, from the field. 1.5 steals. Ooh la la. That's the most among rookies. 1.5 steals as well. Yeah, that is the most among rookies. Delicious. Uh, I, you know, I, I watched him a little bit at Michigan. His brother is on the team. I watched him uh, a bunch at Michigan. Uh, I, I, I don't watch as much college basketball as I think you do. You you and you and a mutual friend, BJ, very invested in college basketball. I, I, I'm watching a lot more NBA. I would say a lot of our, our, our league – probably watches more college basketball than I do, but I, I mean, I, I will, I will tune into the tournament. I'll watch a lot of those. Oh, I watch the tournament. Yeah. I watch basically all the tournament, but it's also hard to keep track of everybody when the entire rosters switch over season to season. Well, you um, watched taco fall at UCF, right? I did watch taco fall at UCF, but taco fall is also an anomaly. UCF alum. Uh, UCF alum. What's up? Go Knights. Uh, he's also, cause he's seven, six. Uh, he was the, Probably the second most talked about basketball player to ever play at UCF behind Marcus Jordan. Yeah, Marcus Jordan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, anybody who went to UCF, anybody who was connected with UCF in any way knew about Taco Fall before he ever in the league. That's um, just because he was just this phenomenon being seven foot six and, and not being bad either. Um, but yeah, back to my pick Franz Wagner uh, at number four. 
Um, he's man, he, he's high energy guy. I like the way he plays. It, it's, you know, this was the pick for the magic. They picked him number eight in the, in the uh, NBA draft. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know about Franz Wagner. I, I think he's a guy that should have gone the teens, but right now, you know, number four and, um, well outperforming his uh, fellow rookie on the Magic, Jalen Suggs. I like the way he kicks. Kicks out to his teammates. I like the way he slashes. Yeah. I like the way he gets to the rim. Yep. Um, much better than than Mo Wagner, who, again, I watched at, at Michigan um, and hasn't really shown up in the NBA, which sucks. It's kind of lame, but Franz yeah. Wagner has been a complete surprise considering well, I think maybe everything on the Magic this year has been surprising. Like, yeah, Cole, Anthony. Cole Anthony's ascension, Jalen Suggs. Like, everyone was like, oh, rookie of the year, rookie of the year, score so much. No. Uh, Franz Wagner, way better as a rookie so far. So far. Yeah. Uh, and the Mo Bamba resurrection and, like, twin towers he's got going with uh, uh, Wendell Carter. Carter. Like, that yeah. whole team is, is so mind-bockingly insane and crazy pants. Oh, 100%. Down. Yeah, Franz Wagner, man. Yeah. Like, whew. I'll get to see him tomorrow night. So, yeah, I was gonna go with him next. So that that wasn't a homer pick. That was actually the smart pick. <sighs> okay, right, number so five. Number four. You're at number five now. Uh, give me sharpshooter Chris Duarte. Who? No one likes old rookies. No one likes guys who who go through four or five years of college and are like 22, 23, 24. Um, I hated Obi Toppin. Um, and I hope the Knicks didn't take him and they did and he, he's old and that doesn't seem to be the case for Chris Duarte, who mm-hmm. is like sharpshooter galore, uh, for more than 14 points a game, uh, two over two threes per game, uh, four rebounds, two assists, almost a steal a game. Uh, turnovers are a little high, but I'm going to, I don't give him a pass on that. Uh, really filling in for the injury-prone Indiana Pacers. Um, he's a bright spot on that team, which, again, think- the most forgettable team in the NBA, maybe in NBA history, it's like the Jazz or the Pacers. Like They're just the least lackluster, exciting teams ever to play. But Chris Duarte. Uh, is there a curse on the Pacers? I feel like yes. every year it's just like, hey, here's our injury yes. list. Here's our active roster. Which one has more players? And yes. it's... It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but yeah, Chris Duarte I think is the obvious pick here after after those first four. Um, I think he's you know, I don't think it's actually uh, I don't think there's anyone close to him that's left on the board in my opinion. Yeah, right. Now. It's really bizarre. How, like these top yeah. five names are not the names people thought. Um, no, not at all. Can I give you some facts about Chris Duarte? Yeah, you are absolutely welcome to give me facts about Chris Duarte. He was born in Montreal, Canada. Okay, I've heard of it. He is Dominican. He played college basketball for the Northwest Florida State Raiders originally. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Northwest Florida State Raiders? Yes, that is correct. Okay, all right. Played for two years and then transferred and then played two more years at Oregon. He is 24 years old. He was born in 1997, which is as old as my my younger brother, which is very troubling for me because I remember 1997. And that is scary. So do I. Yeah. He, he went to high school in New York, Troy, New York. 
Okay. Don't ever go to Troy, New York. That, I, that's I not a not a. I'm going to be honest. Now. I didn't realize there was a Troy, New York. Yeah, keep it that way. So those are some fun facts about him. Um, yeah, Chris Duarte is just like a really good plug and play. Like whoever picked him up in our league or drafted him is a genius or insanely lucky. Most likely lucky. Yeah, um, I'm jealous that I don't have him. It's funny in my other league that is not salary cap, which I keep mentioning on this podcast because all I do is take players who are really young and cheap as if I was in another salary cap league because I wanted all these dudes. So I have like all these all basically all the rookies and I have all these young guys. Um, it's like really pathetic how young my team is in this non salary cap league. I had like I have like a buffet of like oh, I'll pick up Josh Giddy because no one picked him up and I'll pick up Chris Duarte and I'll pick up Mobley and I'll pick up uh, Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart because in normal regular leagues these are not players you pick up you pick up people you've heard of and I'm just taking all the like oh Kelton Johnson and my you know Kevin Porter Jr. like so I have all these young dudes and he is just so utterly consistent night to night yeah it is like. I mean, I guess it's good that he's 24 because he's consistent as hell. Maybe he should give old man Obi Toppin uh, some lessons. Boy, I'm a hater. I'm such a hater. You are. You really are. I love the haterade. Uh, what's your favorite flavor of haterade? Uh, my favorite fl- flavor of haterade? Mine's yellow. I like the yellow one. Oh, God. I'm red. Red. Ah, that's gross. Yeah. Say something normal yeah, like purple or blue. Come on. It's, 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 it's like a fruit punch. It's fine. It's Ugh. good. All right, uh, you go next. You're six. Yes, I am six. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, call an audible here. I'm going to announce the name, but because of how much I know you love this player, I'm going to let you talk about him. So with the next pick, I would it. take. Don't say it. Alperin Sengun. No, Sengun. You took him from Houston. I. I'm not sure. I would have done this because I think the first game he started where there was no wood or Tice, he like wasn't delivering the goods. And I was like, boy, it's not great that he's not like being the, being the do people thought he was going to be without any competition. I mean, he's playing like high teens, low 20 minutes consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he gets his points and he gets his rebounds, but like otherwise, it's like, God, like, like some of these stat lines I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, he had five assists and like, oh, he's, you got a, you got two blocks. And then you just like look at like overall, just like how he ended up performing like at the end of the night in fantasy points. And you're just like a little underwhelmed all the time. Um, I think he might end up being a better basketball player than a fantasy basketball player if that makes any sense yeah like, that makes perfect sense like tony allen is a way better basketball player than he's yeah. a fantasy basketball player i'm afraid he 100%. might end up in that area and i feel like in six months when like some other guys who were drafted higher like turn on the the gas they you know they hit the turbo button the nitro ignition they're going to end up being more worthwhile so i'm a little hesitant to say that this is like i think this might be a little bit of reach by you that's, I mean, that's fair, but that's where I have him on my list. And uh, I kind of just wanted to make sure that you got a little upset with not being able to take him. But at the same time, eh. I wanted you to have the satisfaction of talking about him. But he's on my so, team. So, like, and I can't yeah. drop him, but I'm also just like, oh, God, I wish you were like the high upside, like, holy smokes. Like, I have Franz Wagner and like, I just added him and he's, just, he's been the kind of guy I'm like, this guy's great. Thank God I yeah. picked him up. 
and and Shangun was like my like let me trade up and like get him. And he's just been like, you, you know, me. You, you you talked about Shingun in this way. You talked about Tony Allen, where uh, good basketball player, not great fantasy player. And I think that's going back to the second overall pick, my first pick, Scotty Barnes. That's what I expected from him. I expected good basketball player, not great fantasy player. And so, you know, that's a good analogy for what uh, Sangoon is and what I expected from Scotty Barnes. And Scotty Barnes obviously turned out to be great fantasy wise, too. I'm looking at the next player who's coming off the board, who I think is coming off the board a little too late because I feel like people are down on him for a number of reasons, which we'll get to. Uh, what is it? What is this number seven, Rap? This is number seven. That's correct. I'm odds. So you're even. Okay. It's like a stripes and solids on a billboard. Yeah. Kate Cunningham has to go. Yep. Kate Cunningham probably should have went earlier. Injured for the first four games, ended up missing an, an extra game on top of that. Had a rough two first starts, but ever since then has played over 30 minutes per game. He can score. I'm lucky he's, he can rebound. He's getting a decent amount of assists and steals. And the turnovers are really high, but mm-hmm. he's going to round into shape. He's going to end up being yeah. kind of who you thought he would be. Uh, not as a first-round pick. But as a salary cap league rookie, it makes sense that he was the first rookie off the board. And I feel like his like I'm looking at his numbers like I wouldn't be too upset if I took him. Considering I'm a Jalen Green owner and uh, someone is probably a a Jalen Suggs owner. Well, correction, I was and I ended up dropping him in my other league. You you dropped Jalen Suggs or Jalen Greens? I'm sorry. No, I dropped Jalen Suggs in my other league. I couldn't. I couldn't have him on my team anymore. I got rid of Fair. him. Yeah, Fair. I think in a salary cap league, you kind of have to hold on to him because it's just to. there's too much upside. Yeah, um, for that price. Uh, yeah, no, Kate Cunningham uh, is going to iron out the turnovers. He's going to score more. He's going to be like a more consistent. I think he's kind of already getting there. Like maybe not eye popping numbers like Lamella Ball had in his rookie season, but like right. I feel like he should have gone before Shengun and and I he's, feel like he might make our eat our words and be better than a couple of guys we took. At at this moment, at this moment, he's playing like a rookie, but he's yeah. also you see this you see the improvement game to game, week to week. Um now that he's healthy and actually playing. Uh so Cade Cunningham was actually next on my list. So damn you for doing that. That means I have to double dip into Houston now and go with Jalen Green. Um, real quick, real quick. Kate yeah. Cunningham, almost 12 points a game. That's going up. Uh, five rebounds. That might stay pat, although that's actually pretty good considering I'm looking at these other rookies. Like, um, he's like one of the best rebounding players, let alone guards. Uh, yeah. Three assists, one steal a game, half a block a game. And the killer is 3.6 turnovers. Jeez Louise. But I mean, he's got the ball in his hand constantly, and there's this weird killing haste thing going on. But uh, yeah, Kate Cunningham, uh, probably just a safe hold and probably a, a buy low. Uh, but yeah, you're taking Jalen Green next. And God almighty, do I have a rant in me? Uh, let me just go over how he's done so far. You know, we haven't heard a lot about Jalen Green, I feel like, so far this season. He's on a 1 and 11 Houston team uh, that's currently down by double, double digits to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, 14 points, three and a half rebounds, 2.8 assists. Uh, and then 3.1 turnover so far this season. Field goal percentage leaves a little to be desired. So it's a three. Terrible. 32.6 minutes a game. 
He's playing every game. He's getting the minutes. But I'm going to defer to you to, to go on this rant that you clearly have pent up inside of you. He's a he's a draw candidate. I'm so fed up really? with it. He should have been rookie of the year. Everyone was hyping him up. He's gotten all the minutes in the world. His his co-star in the backcourt is not doing much better. And I look at these numbers coming into my door in a points league, and it is single digits way too often. Like in in November, he's put up eight fantasy points total, five fantasy points total, eight fantasy points total, and right now he's got another eight. What are you doing? You're scoring. I see you're scoring. You're putting up stats. It's the turnovers and the shooting percentage. It's look crazy there as you brought up the in November stats. And my first thought was, but we're we're like two days in November, and then I realized we're two weeks in November. No, no, no. We're like halfway through November. That's how time moves now. Oh, it's Um, insane. It's crazy. It is insane. It's Uh, nuts. Nutty. Look, the reason I'm taking him here, though, is because the upside is too good. Uh, I'm not saying that. The upside of Jalen Green is, is too good. Is it? Is it fully manifested right now? Of course not. Um, it's 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 rough, but it's so rough. But the the truth is, you give a you give players an entire season, you give them eighty two games. Then maybe if you're in a league that has playoffs, once you get there, he's starting to round shape or round into shape, excuse me, and and play like the player that we uh, hope he can be. If any of the players that we have just mentioned are available, I would drop Jalen Green for any of them. Uh, he, Michael Porter Jr., and to a certain extent, R.J. Barrett have single-handedly t- torpedoed my season, um, which is fine because it wasn't like an injury where you're like, oh, boy, injuries, oh, well, like, you know, couldn't have seen that coming. Just in like a disappointment right. on the court standpoint, you're just like, oh, God, like I thought these guys were going to do well, and it pains me, but like, yeah, the shooting percentages are, are abysmal. It's just absolutely disgusting the amount of turnovers. Um, he's not rookie of the year. He's not going to be the scoring leader among rookies. He's not all that. Oh, the G League. Oh my God, he'll get so much run in Houston. Uh, apparently, that none of that matters. <laughs> Look for me. The right now, again, not playing great. But there's a full season. He's on a team where he's not going to. You know, they're not trying to win right now, so they're going to keep giving him the opportunity to play. And. I really believe he's going to round into shape and round into the form we want him to be in by the end of the season for sure. Maybe I'm so close to cutting bait, but there's unfortunately no one that's like available. That's like, God, but he's get, like, it's not like he's getting paid nothing. He's not getting paid peanuts. Like that'd be different if he was like a rookie who only makes like two or one million or or whatever. You want to know how much he's making? It's eight million, correct? It's almost nine million. It's almost nine. That's hard That's to 8. swallow. Eight, eight something. I might like drop him and and use a lot of the cap I have remaining, which like I could very easily clear a lot of cap and like pick up a dude in like the mid teens. But like again, I'm not quite sure there's anyone there who's worthwhile. But it just it feels like I'm he's just like burning a hole in my pocket, like holding on to him, like waiting for something to happen. But I think my season's done for. So like I'm not like too upset. I just rather keep him on my team so that other people can't get him if he gets hot. But you should drop nah. him so I can get him. Nah, major um, disappointment, Jalen Green. 
ninth pick. That's you. Oh, God, it's me? Yeah. You want the first pick, so you get the odd numbers going forward. Are you kidding me? No, that's how it works. Has Trey Mann done anything? No. Define anything. No, I don't think he has. Technically, yes. Has uh, Book Knight done anything? Can I take him? I don't want to take any anyone who's left. Primo? He good? No. Ugh. Kaminga and Moody, they're playing a little, right? They're they're doing stuff. I actually have a guy that I want to take still. And it's not Jalen Suggs. For fantasy purposes, I guess I would take Jalen Suggs just solely based on upside, availability, opportunity, um, the tumultuous nature of the Orlando Magic. I think I've owned multiple times Davion Mitchell. He's had some flashes. I don't think there's too many other. Like, I don't think Corey Kispert has done anything. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is more of a punchline for us. Like, I'm looking at these names, like Luke Garza. Like, I don't think there's anyone left. I've literally have seen Quentin Grimes and Jericho Sims play in person for the Knicks. Yeah, I guess I'm taking Jalen Suggs, even though I've, I've added him and dropped him. Um, God, what a bummer. What, what happened to him and Green? What is going on? The Jalen's. I don't know, man. I wish I had an answer for you. I wish they had an answer. I wish someone had an answer. If your name is, if your first name is Jalen, you have been cursed. You have been jinxed. Shout outs to Jalen Johnson in Atlanta. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. that's true. All three Jalen's really struggling so far this season. Uh, Look, I, I think they're going to keep giving Jalen Suggs. He's currently out with a sprained ankle. They're going to keep giving him the op- the uh, opportunities though when he comes back healthy. And he's just going to break. Like, and, and I'm I'm hoping as as a Magic fan, I'm hoping he turns it around. I'm hoping that he uh, he makes the best of those, and we get to see the player that we were hoping we were going to get. Maybe it's a Rookie of the Year thing. Remember the, the movie Rookie of the Year? Yes, that kid like the kid like uh, like breaks his arm and then he can suddenly pitch. Yep. Maybe Jalen Suggs sprained his ankle and can suddenly play basketball again. That would that would be that would be cool. He's gonna keep breaking them until 2022, 2023. Um all the hype will have died down. And then he'll he'll turn on the booster jets. Um because it was it was miraculous that he fell to Orlando and it seemed like Toronto didn't know what they were doing, but it turns out Toronto knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Their talent evaluation is heads and shoulders above everyone else. Uh, not to say that like Orlando, like, I mean, they took Franz Wagner, but like, yeah, I'm taking Jalen Suggs. I, you can, you can just take whoever is next and then take, you can go again. I'll, I'll, I'll even give you the last. Cause you, you said you had 11 guys on your list. Yeah, I had 10. I had one guy that I looked over again and I'm just like, nah, is it, um, is it Herbert Jones? No, he's actually a guy that, that's staying on my list. Herbie Jones? Oh, Herbie Jones. Okay, Herb. Her, Herbie Jones. So he hasn't oh, gotten a ton of play time, right? So he's got – he's only played uh, – I take it back. He's played 11 games, 25 minutes per game, um, only averaging seven points, three rebounds, one half assists. Um, he does have a 
1.6 turnovers, 1.2 steals, though. Here's where it gets interesting for me, though. These are his last three games fantasy-wise. Uh, he's averaging at least 13 uh, fantasy points. So, I mean, that's made different league by league. Mm. But he's making he's making that low figure of, I think, 1.7 million. I forget what it is right off the top of my head. It's not a lot. Ooh. So you're getting some, some consistent points from a guy who's not uh, making a whole lot. And over the last three games, uh, marked improvement. Uh, on the 10th, that was, what was that, Wednesday, I think? Wednesday, maybe? Um, 4.6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Brooklyn plays against Brooklyn on Friday night. 11 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, 23 minutes. And then against Memphis, uh, last night, that was Saturday night, 17 points, six rebounds, and one block. You know, it's it's all high upside for me. The, the, the way it's trending, I should say. Man, I'm, I'm in the middle of possibly adding him to my roster. <laughs> like, That's I'm cool. looking at his stat line, and I'm thinking, boy, are you outplaying Jalen Green? Because he's filling in for, for Brandon Ingram, isn't he? Uh, that is correct. He is, yeah. He's not even in our salary Bible. I literally am going to add him right now. Cool, because I just added him. Oh, interesting. Okay, you beat me too, but that's fine. Okay, so uh, why don't you explain to the listeners why you added him and who you added him for while I mute my mic and then uh, type in how much he cost to the Pelicans and I'll I'll fill in all this other information. So you take the mic. Really, what it really what it comes down to is 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 uh, a point guard who was super high on one of my last picks in the draft. Patty Mills has uh, has really been declining of late when it comes to fantasy output. I've been looking for a good replacement for him, and and Herbie Jones, the kind of guy that you might want to take a swing at and see how it turns out. Um, so that's why Herbert Jones is going to be on my team. Is it going to be perfect? Is everything going to be great? I don't know. We'll find out. But it's just there's for the price for what he's done, what he's done for me lately. It, I, I I can't I can't pass him up. So Herbert Jones is on my team. One point seven million, by the way, uh, Jared. According yeah, I just to, I just uh, added it. Yeah. So that's what his his salary is. So I save money on my team by uh cutting patty mills and adding him instead oh so you've cut patty mills so now i'm going to type his name in um if we didn't do this podcast would you have any inclination toward that man i see i looked at him this morning i think i think it was this morning okay i just kind of sure yeah 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 I, i just i just i kind of moved on started watching football didn't think about it and then talking about this podcast again made me think about him again made me think about possibly going after him and then i kind of talked myself into it while we were talking about him hey man ride the wave if if our podcast is good for anything it's for people uh either complimenting us for giving them some sort of insight or helpful tip or yelling at us on twitter um about how dumb we are and how we shouldn't have a podcast um you can Tweet angry things at me at Jared Russo on Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter? At Jared Ross King. That's going to do it for our show today. Uh, we've, as a tease, we've been trying to get back on the show, Matt Lawson, to talk about some of the best cheapo options to pick up off your waiver wire. I mean, these are guys who are at barely any leagues, who are barely making any money, but are 
interesting hidden gems. So we might be getting that show together later this week. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to stick to a basically a weekly show, which will uh, go up most likely on Mondays um, mm-hmm. going forward. We're going to try to stick to that somewhat consistent schedule. Um, kind of hard to do this show more than once a week because um, basically all the guys who are worth owning are owned. And all it comes down to is saving money, kind of just doing drops for disappointing dudes or, or again, hidden, hidden uh, gems, diamonds in the rough, who uh, might be worth picking up like Herbert Jones. So, uh, yeah. yeah, thank you for listening. Any final words? Uh, no, that's it for me. Uh, just make sure to subscribe, review, rate, and uh, follow us on Twitter. Thank you, and good night. You're, you're welcome. Oh, yeah, you're saying that. Thank you. Thank you, you listener. Yeah, I'm thanking the listener. Yeah, okay, well, now I get I'll it. thank you I, later I after we end the okay, recording. Okay, all right, okay. Okay, thank you, listener. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.